Welcome to the Insomnia Coach Podcast. My name is Martin Reed. I believe that by changing how we respond to insomnia and all the difficult thoughts and feelings that come with it, we can move away from struggling with insomnia and toward living the life we want to live. The content of this podcast is provided for informational and educational purposes only. It's not medical advice and is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, disorder, or medical condition. It should never replace any advice given to you by your physician or any other licensed healthcare provider. Insomnia Coach LLC offers coaching services only and does not provide therapy, counseling, medical advice, or medical treatment. The statements and opinions expressed by guests are their own and are not necessarily endorsed by Insomnia Coach LLC. All content is provided as is and without warranties, either express or implied. Eddie struggled with his sleep for over 10 years. During that time, he would experience a lot of ups and downs. Whenever he thought his sleep was back on track, things would get difficult again. The more difficult sleep proved to be, the more he would struggle. And when he struggled, he found himself doing less of the things that mattered to him. Eddie's transformation began when he moved away from chasing after sleep and practiced habits that helped create and maintain good conditions for sleep. Perhaps most importantly, he also took the time to identify what insomnia seemed to be stopping him from doing, what it seemed to be taking from him. And then he started to do those things, to take them back, even after difficult nights. As Eddie shares in this episode, the process wasn't easy. But having a clear plan in place and committing to that plan, even when things were difficult, And even when his mind was trying to distract him and pull him away from that plan, kept him moving forward. Eddie now reflects on his experience with insomnia as something that was actually quite empowering. In Eddie's own words, he's not happy he went through this experience, but he's not sad that he went through it either. A full transcript of this podcast and an accompanying video can be found at insomniacoach.com forward slash podcast. Okay, Eddie, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come onto the podcast. Oh, you're welcome, man. Yeah, it's, it's good to be here. It's great to have you on. Let's, let's get started right away and start at the beginning. Um, if you can just tell us a little bit more about when your sleep issues first began and if you're able to recollect what caused those initial issues with sleep. Yeah, of course. Um, They began, um, God, many years ago. And uh, it was at a time, it's kind of interesting. It it was at a time when I didn't really have that much going on in my life. Um, I had, I had, I had uh, I had made some pretty good money and I was pretty financially secure and I was able to was, this was like a weird angle on the thing but I was able to um, um, to kind of take a lot of time off and I didn't have to really work 
like really regularly. And that gave me the freedom to develop bad habits. And, uh, um, mm. <laughs> and that's kind of where it started. It, it was, it was for me having the freedom to kind of, to kind of do whatever I wanted with my day. And, uh, um, and then, and then, and, and then actually misusing that, that, that freedom in a way that led to, to sleep problems and, uh, um, and stuff like that. So, um, I started napping uh, at like odd hours, um, having a really like irregular schedule uh, all over the place and, and just um, and then uh, started having trouble every once in a while, then having started having trouble regularly with it. And then uh, um, and then uh, um, you could say it, it kind of spiraled from there uh, into like uh, uh in, into becoming like a factor in um, um, in my life that that actually um, that actually started to like undermine me and uh, um, and 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 make things a lot more di like a lot more difficult and and challenging and it's so um, so yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting you say that you feel it all began when there was probably the least amount of pressure you've ever had on yourself to sleep because you didn't really have that set schedule anymore. Um, and I think that's really interesting because um, I've worked with a lot of people that have told me that they slept fine until they actually retired. And it was when they didn't have that set structure around their day anymore that they tended to find all these sleep issues occurred. Um, so I think it is really interesting and I'm keen to explore this further with you because I think a lot of people might think that sleep issues come because we put all this pressure on ourselves to sleep because of that structure that we've got in our lives. You know, I've got to be up at a certain time for work or I've got this plan to, to meet, meet up with someone or I've got to get this done. But I think it can just as easily happen when we have a complete lack of structure, um, whether that's like a self-imposed, we, we no longer have that structure because either we've retired or we're not working or we're on vacation or something like that, or whether it's something like we are struggling and so we withdraw from all that stuff that would otherwise give structure to our lives. And so it's really interesting once, you know, that kind of influence between sleep and our days, our daily structure and the things we have to do, the things we want to do and the things we actually do. There really is that two-way relationship between daytime activity and nighttime sleep. Yeah, that was definitely the case for me. Um, as soon as I... I noticed that that was happening. Um, I started to make efforts, you know, to put structure back in my day and, um, and started noticing how that was actually helping me. Um, and so now I work as a school teacher, obviously. Well, I mean, not obviously, but, 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 uh, um, and, um, and I sleep worse when I'm on vacation, oddly enough, because wow. I have that, because we have a lot of vacation as school teachers and, and, and that can be some of the most challenging sleep time when, you know, when I don't really have any pressure, when it's kind of like, um, uh, I can do whatever I want with my day. I don't, I don't have a lot going on and stuff like that. And then, uh, and then the mind starts to, mm, starts to play little tricks on me here and there, you know what I mean? Starts to, 
yeah starts to like i don't know like obsess about stuff that normally you wouldn't think about and so um so yeah it can it can definitely work that way and that was the way that it worked with me it wasn't because of stress or or because um of like a health issue or or things going on in my life it was just um the time to think about things that maybe shouldn't be thought about that much. <laughs> hmm. So, yeah. So back when you were kind of like really tangled up in that struggle, um, what, what was that? What were the nights like for you? Was there like an average night? Like in what way were you finding it sleep to be difficult? Um, for example, was it just first falling asleep or waking and then finding it hard to fall back to sleep or, bit of both. Um, just curious to hear what those nights were like. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, through the years, you can experience any, any, I mean, really any one of those types of things, you know, sometimes difficulty falling asleep, sometimes difficulty staying asleep, sometimes a combination. Uh, but initially, uh, it was it was difficulty staying asleep. I would always fall asleep really quickly, like within five or 10 minutes. And that had never been a problem for me. But then staying asleep, and I think it was partially because I wasn't super tired and I had napped three times that day. So my body wasn't really like, oh, I need a ton of sleep anymore. So if I'm only sleeping three hours at night, well, you already took three naps today. So it kind of made sense when you really looked at it. I mean, but back then I thought, uh, oh, wait, there's, there's something wrong here. You know, why am I not making it through the night? And it was, I think it was because uh, I was just rested. You know, I just didn't really need, although it didn't feel like that. It felt, um, um, you know, it felt like uncomfortable during the day. Um, so there was a lot of bad aspects to it. But uh, but overall, it's, it's, it's like I was training my body um, to sleep in little bits instead of sleeping in like a big block and i didn't know i was training myself to do that but that's what i was uh that's what i was doing uh unconsciously and uh you know through these habits and then uh through ways to correct them and then you know you'll try to correct them with the normal stuff you know like sleeping pills and stuff like that and uh doesn't work might work for a little while then stops working and stuff like that so you kind of go through all of those things you know you go to the doctor the doctor tells you there's nothing wrong with you that's i guess it's it's probably i don't know like the normal protocol a lot of the times and uh, uh i was i was i was really struggling with it and i was really fighting with the whole thing because it felt like something had switched something had broken that wasn't broken before and it was just Again, it's it's like your mind plays tricks on you. You know, you 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 keep thinking that that there's something wrong with you, but there really isn't. You're just uh, you're just your focus is uh, is not a supportive one of you, and is not an empowering one. It's a, a um, yeah. So that's that that's really what was what was happening to me. But once I learned tools to to turn that around and, and stuff like that with your help and with a bunch of things that I've done, uh, um, I finally, you know, I finally figured it out. So, yeah. What were your, what were your days like? I mean, I think that's a great description of which a, a lot of people are going to really identify with, you know, that nighttime struggle, you know, waking and then feel finding it hard to fall back to sleep and everything that goes on in the mind as a result of that. Um, I'm curious to hear 
what kind of effect you found this was having on your days too? Well, I was I was tired all day. I mean, I was fatigued all day. I found it hard to um, to do everything. I think like the but the biggest part was the psychological aspect. Really, it wasn't just the fatigue because I can be tired. Like I can maybe I go for a weekend in Vegas or something like that, and I and I stay up late, and I but. I experienced probably deeper levels of fatigue at those times, but they don't bother me. I don't, I'm not, I'm not necessarily bothered by them, but this was a fatigue that kind of dragged on all day, especially as a result that I didn't have much going on that kind of compounded it. So um, this fatigue was like, um, I just carried it around from the moment I woke up in the morning and into the moment mm. I was trying to go to bed, whatever time that was. And one of my biggest mistakes was really going to bed early. That was if I if if I said I made one uh, one big mistake that I would consistently keep making over and over again. It's weird how you can trip over the same crack in the sidewalk over and over again, <laughs> but that's exactly what was happening to me. Like I kept mm. going to sleep early. I kept trying to make up for this. I kept trying to compensate by going to sleep early. Like that was like. That was like my method, you know what I mean? And it was, uh, and it, it, and it wasn't, and sometimes it would work and sometimes it wouldn't, but it would keep me on this cycle for sure. You know, I could never break the cycle because especially for me, I don't know about other people, but especially for me, um, part of the thing that made it such a challenge was that it would cycle so much. I would go through periods where I was sleeping like a baby. And then I would go through other periods where I was, it was just tragic. So for me, like the cycling nature of it um, was the thing that made it most challenged because sometimes it would get fixed and sometimes it would get broken. So if it was broken consistently, then I'd be more motivated, then I might have been more motivated to, to stay on a certain track. But since it would slowly sometimes slip back into good sleep, that kept me on like almost like on like an uneven ground where I didn't know if this was an issue or not, because sometimes it would be an issue and other times it wouldn't be an issue where. Um, so so for me, like that back and forth, I think, made it made it especially hard to tackle it because it. It, it just wasn't consistent one way. It wasn't always broken. Sometimes it was fixed and sometimes it was broken. And that would, uh, uh, and that would be, uh, that, that was a challenge for me. Yeah. Those ups and downs can, can, can be really difficult. Um, and, you know, I think one of the problems when we experience those ups and downs is it can, leave us less motivated to do things like you know going to bed later or not trying to chase after that sleep consistently too because we're thinking to ourselves well why should i be doing making all these changes developing new more consistent and different habits if my sleep is just all up and down anyway and um, there doesn't seem to be that correlation between making some consistent changes and enjoying some consistent results. Um, but I think, and something that, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but something which I think you you noticed was 
there's always something going on behind the scenes, you know. That, so as long as we can focus our attention on what we can control, so consistent implementation of some habits that help set the stage for sleep um, and not always responding to differently each night according to how we sleep each night, um, things do tend to eventually become more consistent. And I think there's always going to be some ups and downs for as long as we're human beings, there's going to be some ups and downs. But if we're able to implement some changes and commit to doing that consistently, we tend to create better conditions for that consistency in our sleep too. But it is a process and there are always ups and downs along the way, which can definitely be a struggle and it can be really demotivating too. Is it, was that your experience? Absolutely. I mean, you said it. I mean, the the yeah, the up and down is what really makes it hard to put your finger on it and really like, because... I, I never took it seriously enough until I reached out for help. I, I was always in like, like I was like, um, I was always like kind of lying to myself a bit about it. I was never, I wasn't being honest with, with myself about the level uh, um of trouble that this was causing me. I always kind of wanted to pretend like it wasn't, wasn't a real issue. It was, it was almost like a weird, you could almost equate it with like a, almost like an addiction type of thing. You know, like I, 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 I just wanted to pretend like it wasn't playing a significant role in my life or it really was, it was really undermining my, my forward progress in life in a significant way. And uh, um, and I never wanted to give it that type of importance. I wanted to pretend like, um, like, yeah, that's something that I struggle with. But um, yeah, it'll go away on its own or something like that. It's nothing that I need to really like, like, like deal with and and like address. So. Um, so that was if if I would have. If I would have jumped on it sooner, I could have caused. I I could have saved myself a lot of pain and discomfort and frustration and aggravation and anxiety and all that stuff that goes with it and fatigue and lack of motivation and all that stuff. I could have saved a lot of that if I would have taken steps earlier, but I just, I didn't, you know, I let it, I let it sit as like this background noise in my life for way too long. And, uh, and then once I did start to get serious about handling it, that that's the first thing that came to my mind after that because then you you get it's hard to not beat yourself up a little bit and like go like oh man i should have done this way earlier what what was i doing why did i wait this long it's hard to not have it it's hard for me anyway to not have that reaction to it where it's like you know you want to uh you know you want to beat yourself up a little bit about about not handling it earlier but uh you know, it's okay. You know, it was all a learning process and I've, and I've learned a lot through that as well. So, um, that's one important thing from the whole experience is that you can actually make these lemons into lemonade. I mean, you can, 
you can't actually use it for your growth in a way. And that's something that I didn't come to until until way later. It's like, mm, okay, this is an unfortunate thing. I'm not happy that I'm going through this. I wouldn't wish it on anybody and blah, blah, blah. But, but um, the switching gears to to turning it into something that can actually benefit to you or you that's that's um you know that's a key point right there when a person hits that point where they go oh okay this sucks but how can i how can i use this to my advantage somehow are there ways i could use this to my advantage you know maybe i could i can maybe i can uh, um uh Maybe I can learn sleep techniques that the average person doesn't know and actually possibly become better at sleeping than the average person. Maybe I can really make it, you know, maybe it's something that I can really master in some sense and in a skill that I could develop as if, as if like I was developing any other skill. And that's how I look at it now. It's like uh, now I look at it as a skill that I've worked on and I can actually, and I, and I can actually call upon whenever I need to, um, let's say, um, enforce it or, or something like that, it becomes, it, it, it becomes like a tool for you at some point, you know, where, where I can pretty much, it's crazy how good I can sleep now. I can pretty much produce good sleep whenever I want to at this point. I mean, I'm, um, yeah, I know that we'll get there in the conversation later, but, but, but the skills that I've developed, like a couple nights ago, I had an espresso and then went to bed within an hour later, and I, I slept like a baby that night. Just to give you, just like, a, just like a little precursor to like how good, how good you can, you can develop uh, these skills. You know, it can be that. It's like a light switch now. Like it's okay. I could just turn it on and off whenever I want. It's, it's, it's really empowering. And, and, and the fact that it's so empowering, it makes you go, Hmm, what else can I, what else can I be empowered in this way about in my life? You know, it can really, it can really expand into other areas, which, which, which we briefly touched on earlier. Yeah. You're not, yeah. And you're not the first person to say that, that people, you know, once we've emerged from all of that struggle and, put insomnia behind us um, many people feel that they've come out of it stronger or a different person and got an actual an aspect of like a positive experience from it which can sound crazy for anyone listening now that's really struggling how could there any of this be positive but once we get out of that you know and it's behind us and now we're, we're moving forward a lot of people have told me just what you've said you know that it's changed me. Um, I feel like I've got more confidence, not only in sleep, but maybe even in other areas of my life that maybe I once struggled with. Um, and I've just come out, come out of the whole experience as a stronger, different person. And there has been a little bit of a silver lining to the whole experience. Yeah, for me, that's that's one hundred percent the case. I mean, I feel. I feel quite empowered coming out of that that experience, and I feel like I have better control of my emotions. I've developed, um, I've worked on meditation, and 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 just gotten to a really good place with 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 those types of things. Um, and uh, um, yeah, so again, I'm not saying I would want to go back to start in square one or that. 
I would necessarily call it like a happy journey, but the light at the end of the tunnel is that is that it could uh, it it could morph into something that into skills that you didn't anticipate you gaining out of it. So 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 there is a uh, you know there there is a positive thing out of it, and and I think that that's also something that I struggled with a lot. The whole idea that well why why am I going through this? Why am I struggling with this and blah, blah. And just like the psychological aspect of like, why am I being tried like this or what, or, you know, so it can just be frustrating and it can get, it can, it can make you get a little bit down on yourself and stuff like that. And it can have, you know, like a depressive effect on your psychology and, and things like that. So it can, so for me, it really taught me how to develop um, an emotional base and a dedication to something. And it, it, it just it just brought out a strength and skills in me that I, I would not have developed otherwise. Um, and it's hard to say that I'm it's hard it's hard to go as far as to say that I'm happy I went through it, but I'm not sad that I went through it. I'll go I'll go that far with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's fair enough to say uh, for sure. I mean, I, th I think very few of us would wish that upon anyone. Um all we're really just trying to say is you know, once we come out of that journey, often there are some things we can reflect back on from the experience as a whole that maybe have been beneficial. But of course, in an ideal world, we would never probably never experience all of that struggle in the first place. Um, you know, one thing that you touched upon, which I definitely would like to explore more, you know, is, as you said, you know, everything that goes on in your mind, you know, the difficult thoughts, the difficult emotions that come with insomnia. And I remember when we were working together about four weeks into it, um, you shared this really big insight with me and you just said, look, Martin, I feel like I'm putting way too much effort into sleep. You know, I'm just trying too hard. I'm trying so hard. And it's all that effort that seems to actually be the big source of all that anxiety. Can you tell us a little bit more about this? Yeah, well, you know, um, again, it's, you know, the mind thinking about things that it, you know, it's it's not beneficial to think about. It's like if, if you were obsessing about like, I don't know, like a heartbeat or something like that. It's like the body knows how to how to handle those things. So. So I'm going to jump right to the most the most powerful technique that kind of like um uh helped me stop putting effort uh so um the sleep restriction with that with that terrible name that it has with the, <laughs> with that scary name that it has the sleep the, the sleep restriction was once we really talked about that mm -hmm. and got into that with uh with your coaching um for me that was a huge a huge part of it i mean it's not i can't even i can't even explain how powerful that technique was for me 
And I'll give people a little bit of insight into how, how powerful it was for somebody who hasn't tried it. It's so powerful and it works so well and, and, and it gives you so much confidence and, you know, so much confidence in your like ability to sleep that it's easy to slack off on it. And that's what I did because it was, because it works so well that you start going like, oh, I can implement this whenever I want. I don't need to be so rigid about the rules anymore. I can take a nap and 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 I can do this and I can and I can get and I can get lax as far as the rules go. I'm telling you, don't do that because it I mean because the reason that it works is because um you stay strict with it. Even though it'll give you the confidence that you can actually not implement it and be totally in in and kind of be okay with it. Uh, that so so the reason that I bring that one up is because uh, um, because that's the thing that really taught me how to not put effort. That's where I really learned how to not put effort is when I did the sleep restriction because the sleep restriction it it's such a powerful technique that it it like um, it just takes over all of that thought process of putting effort not putting effort. It just kind of like overrides all of that stuff. I mean, that was my experience with it, and uh, um, it really, um, it really starts working quickly, and it's effective, and uh, um, and it it taught me what it felt like to to get into bed and uh, and and forget what it's like to fall asleep. Because before that, when I would get into bed, it would be a process to fall asleep. It would be like, you know, like I would be thinking about it. I would be, it would be something that I was, I was putting effort. Oh, um, how do I feel? Am I relaxed? There would be a lot of, there would be like a lot of dialogue that was going on, but with the sleep restriction, it kind of like overrides all of that stuff. When you get into bed, you don't know what happens. Just like you didn't know what happened when you were a kid, and you just you just get in bed and you just you you just kind of disappear, you know. And, and then, however many hours later, I mean that the sleep window is, so, you know, you just kind of reappear at that time, and you go, oh well, what happened, you know? And you could have and you could have sworn that it was I don't know what amount of time, you know, it could have been ten minutes, but. You know, six hours have gone by, and uh, um, and you feel and and you feel rested, and you feel and you go, oh wait, okay, that's what it's like to not force things or to not put effort or to not do these things. That's what, okay, that's what that felt like. I think one thing um, you mentioned as well was that you found helpful was you just gave yourself permission to not fall asleep as soon as you got into bed you know so we can easily put a lot of pressure on ourselves right if we get into bed if we don't fall asleep within a certain amount of time then we start to get worried it's going to be one of those nights what can I do I've got to try harder to fall asleep and something that you told me that you found really helpful is just giving yourself permission for it to take time to fall asleep and and that's okay for people that maybe aren't familiar with sleep restriction and may not have ever heard of that um really it's just one of these tools these techniques um that we can implement that 
help just create better conditions for sleep to happen. Because for many of us, when we're kind of caught up in the struggle of chronic insomnia, we really want sleep to happen, right? Probably more than we've ever wanted sleep to happen in our lives. So we tend to chase after it. Um, so we might start going to bed a lot earlier than we ever did before, or we might start go, staying in bed a lot later in the day than we ever did before. We might start adding naps during the day, something we might not have done very often before. And all these things um, just kind of put more pressure on us to sleep. Um, but they also um, can mean that we go to bed before we're actually sleepy enough for sleep. And because fatigue, you know, just feeling worn out and exhausted, um, which is a common symptom associated with chronic insomnia, can easily be mistaken for sleepiness. We might then go to bed when we feel all that fatigue, struggle to fall asleep, um, and then become concerned by it. Whereas the truth is, we might just not have been sleepy enough for sleep. So with sleep restriction, which is an awful name, it really should just be called bedtime restriction. We're just restricting the amount of time we spend in bed or a lot for sleep. So it more closely matches what our current situation is. So if we're currently averaging five hours, for example, but spending 10 hours in bed, we're kind of setting ourselves up for five hours of wakefulness. Um, so if we are averaging, say, five hours, how about we spend let's say five and a half or six hours in bed. So we're more closely matching, you know, the amount of time we're allotting for sleep with our current situation. And often that can lead to this big increase in that sense of sleepiness, like real genuine sleepiness before going to bed where we're actually finding it hard to stay awake. And that's something that many of us have kind of lost that sensation. And just the return of that sensation alone can be so powerful. Um, and some people can get results really quickly um, just from changing the amount of time they allot for sleep. For other people, it takes longer. And there's all other different techniques that we um, can explore too. Um, but really all we're doing is just reducing the amount of time available for nighttime wakefulness. And we're preventing ourselves from chasing after sleep because we're giving ourselves an earliest possible bedtime and a consistent out of bedtime in the morning. And that can just be really helpful um, over the longer term for creating better conditions for sleep to happen. And like you touched upon at the start of our discussion, you mentioned those ups and downs. Um, they happened before we were working together and they happened whilst we were working together. And I did just want to spend a couple of minutes talking about this because it's easy to believe that when we start to make these kind of changes, we should just experience like consistent improvement, like every night should be as good as or better than the last. But the truth is, you know, we're human beings, so there's going to be um, some ups and downs. There's going to be difficult nights, just like we have some difficult days. You know, every day isn't always as good as or better than the last day. And the same thing goes um, with how sleep goes, how the nights go. Um, now you're able to look back. What do you think is the best way to deal with all those ups and downs? Well, yeah, people I think should write that down somewhere is that, um, is that progress, um, is not linear in this, in this game, unfortunately, you know, that, that I very much 
experience that progress is not is not linear. So um, there were ups and downs, um, but if you stick to the techniques, the ups and downs start being um, just you just start having less and less of that, and you start to have a different um, experience of it. Like you, it's funny because when you expect that something's not going to go great um, or, or smoothly for a while, you're kind of in it, you're committed to it. Um, it's not as bad, but if you have all these expectations that sleep needs to be X, Y, and Z and this many hours and stuff like that, um, you're going to have rougher nights that way. So I think starting on a course of, 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 of helping yourself heal through this and, and having that commitment to it makes, makes the rocky road more bearable because if, if, if you're on a journey somewhere and the road is rough, um, but you know, you're going somewhere and you're committed to it, then, um, then it's more bearable for some reason. But if if you're just traveling like aimlessly and you're on a rough road and 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 you seem to be making no progress and it starts to it starts to wear on you psychologically in a very different way. So I think the commitment to get better and for me to work with somebody was was key because I had hired people as coaches, I mean, to do all types of stuff in my life, as far as everything from therapy and meditation um, and like exercise and stuff like that. So hiring a coach to, to help with the sleep thing did not seem all that, all that weird, even though, even though, I mean, on the surface, it sounds like, wait, well, you're hiring a coach for, for sleep. Well, well, that's, that, you know, that's a little bit unusual, but, uh, um, you know, but the dividends that it can, I mean, that it can pay um, and the happiness that it can contribute to your life uh, of having good, good sleep, um, it's, it's, it's well worth it. Um, and, uh, and I would do it again in a heartbeat. So that really, so, so it's, it's more about that. It's more about changing the mindset from like, well, this sucks and this and this has been going up and down for years or months or whatever it is and and i don't know where this is going to a mindset of like well yeah this sucks and this is rough and stuff like that but um but we're going somewhere i got a coach i'm working mm -hmm. with them um and then and, and then you start to do and then you you know you start to see a payoff you start to get oh wow that was better than i thought that that would go uh you start to have some of those going on and then, and then you gain that confidence and you, um, and you work from there. So that was, so again, that's, it's, it's just like another mental switch that like, you just have to now look at it differently that, uh, you know, you're doing something here. You're not, you're not letting the, the, the condition control you. You're controlling it. You're not controlling it, but you're taking responsibility for it. And I think that was a big thing for me. I, I never took proper responsibility for it. Um, I remember a friend telling me before I was complaining about it to a friend and my friend telling me and me and me getting mad at my friend. 
but my friend told me, oh, well, you must be getting something from it because you keep doing it. And I, and I was offended at that, of course. I was like, what, what do you mean I keep doing it? I, I don't keep doing it. it. It keeps happening to me. So that's important, too, for me. That was huge for me, taking responsibility for my position and, uh, and taking the steps to rectify it. Because we can really develop habits that we are unhappy with um, and stick to them un- unhappily for some odd reason. I mean, again, it's, it's the mind is a funny thing, you know what I mean? And it's, and this really, and that's why this experience kind of like, it brings out like these, uh, like these pitfalls and, and these, uh, these traps that these, these psychological traps that a person might fall into. And again, you can use those for other areas of life knowing, Oh yeah, that's, you know, that's just my mind sending me in the wrong direction again, and maybe not being on my side totally, you know, it's, it's, uh, uh it's, it's not, or, or that might be not the right way to put it, not on my side, but, um, you know, I can't, I can't let it lead, you know, the, the mind is a, it's a, it's a valuable tool, but it's not the boss. I, I have to be the boss in this, in this whole position. So I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to go spiritual with the thing, but, but, the, but there's a little bit of that there. There's a little bit of the separation between the mind and who you really are that really clicked as far as, is kind of the way that I looked at it. You know what I mean? The mind will tell me all kinds of, all kinds of fibs about, you know, the, the dangers of not sleeping in, in this and that. And it'll, it'll, you know, it'll send me to dark places, but um, it's up to me to shift my focus and my attention and go, no, 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 no. I'm not going to play that game. You know what I mean? I'm in charge. I'm going to, you know, if uh, um, if I sleep four hours tonight, okay, I sleep four hours. I'm still going to do what I'm going to do tomorrow. I'm going to get up. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to I'm going to spend some time outside. You know, uh, I'm going to do the things that I need to do regardless. And and then you keep just pounding at it like that. And uh, yeah, that's for me. So it was it was again. It's it's a bit of a kind of like maybe maybe spiritual is too strong, but it's something something like something there like that that yeah. that was part of my process yeah yeah you know I, I think what it comes down to is the fact that we can't really choose the thoughts the feelings and the emotions that our brain generates um, it's just going to do that um, it's completely out of our control but we can ch- we can choose how to react you know so I think sometimes it's helpful to just when the brain generates something, to kind of just take a step back to listen and then decide how we're going to respond. Is that useful information? You know, so if the brain says something like, if you don't fall asleep in the next 10 minutes, tomorrow's going to be ruined. You're going to lose your job. You're going to miss your mortgage payments. You're going to be homeless. So we can just, that's, that's overwhelming, right? That's, that just is naturally going to generate a lot of fear, a lot of worry and a lot of anxiety. But what if we can just take a step back, you know, maybe just take a breath just kind of acknowledge, all right, the brain's saying this because it's trying to look out for us at the end of the day, but it's just trying so hard to look out for us. It's generating a lot of stuff that doesn't make us feel good. But it's its heart is in the right place. It's trying to look out for us. So what if now we can just take a step back? Okay, how helpful is this? Is there anything I can do in response? Well, when it comes to falling asleep, no, because the more pressure we put on ourselves to fall asleep, the more difficult it is to fall asleep. So how about we just take a step back and just be like, all right, 
Thanks, Brain. I realize you're looking out for me. You've told me that if I don't fall asleep in the next half an hour, I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose my house. I'm going to be homeless. I appreciate that you're saying that because you're looking out for me. But now I'm just going to do something else instead. Um, you know, and if, if we get all these difficult thoughts and feelings during the day, you know, again, we can just take a step back, acknowledge them. You know, the brain's doing this for all the right reasons. Acknowledge what we're feeling, acknowledge what we're thinking, and then decide, is there anything useful here that we can use right now? If there is, great. If there's not, all right, well, thanks, brain. I appreciate your suggestion. Now I'm just going to redirect my attention onto where I am, what I'm doing, all the things that I can control. Um, because really, even when we're, you know, in this big whirlpool of really difficult thoughts and feelings and emotions, we can still, at a basic level, we can still move our bodies, right? We can still engage in actions, no matter how small, that just help us keep living the kind of life we want to live. You know, those those actions might not feel as good right now when we're caught in all that all those difficult thoughts and feelings, but we can still do things. We can still move our bodies. Um, and it's definitely more difficult and we might not get the same level of enjoyment, but that's really all we can do because that's the only thing we have control over. We don't have control over any of the stuff that's going on inside of us. We only have control over what we can do, you know, our actions. Um, and I think it, it can be difficult to get to a place where we realize that just because we're conditioned pretty much from birth to get rid of difficult thoughts, to get rid of difficult feelings, to get rid of difficult emotions, you know, and to live a life where we're all happy 100% of the time. But unfortunately, that's just not what life is. Life comes with pain and difficulty and struggle. That's a normal part of life. But we still get to make that choice so we can allow all those difficult thoughts to completely control our behaviors and kind of distract us and push us away from the kind of life we want to live. Or can we still do some things that help us move toward the kind of life we want to live, even when there's all that difficulty, even when there's all that challenge and pain and struggle? And I think if we can do that, all those difficult things, they might not disappear they might still be there and they might still come back, but they might have less of an influence over our lives. And when they have less of an influence over our lives, we tend to become less concerned. They tend to be less powerful. Um, is, is that something that you feel, you know, may not necessarily completely mirror your own experience, but something you can identify with now you're able to look back on your own journey? Yeah, I mean... One of the things we talked about is um, um, I like to go to a boxing club um, because that's just it's just a I don't know something that I've been doing for a long time. Uh, um, I really enjoy boxing, and uh, you know I remember mentioning to you, uh, you know I'm so tired, blah blah. I don't think I can go to boxing, and then you go well what if you go anyway and just see what happens, you know, what if just see what happens, you know, it might, it might work out. And then I go, uh, you know, I would just make ex excuses of, of, of why the sleep I would, of why the sleep should, um, should over overrun my desire to go to boxing, you know, well, well, no, because the sleep thing has to be handled first. 
things have to come in a certain order and I have to handle the sleep thing first before, before I start living, whatever that means for somebody. And that's, that was definitely another, another hang up for me. You know, I thought the sleep thing was something that had to be like as solid as can be before I started to move forward with these other things. And, and that's something again, that you brought to the table. It's like, well, what if you just try these other things and just see how they go? regardless of where what step you are in the sleep uh, journey right now. And, uh, uh, and I started doing more of that. And even on really bad nights, I, I realized that, hey, I can, I, can always, I can always still go for a walk. I can always still do things outside. I can always do something. And, and again, that commitment to, to doing something every day regardless um, was key for me. Uh, was it was I made a list every morning of the things that I hope to get through that day and I made that list regardless of what happened the night before you know and that list wouldn't wouldn't change um, and I sound and now I can say those things and I sound like I'm a tough guy or something but but I wasn't you know that came through a lot of um pain and trial and discomfort and stuff like that, that commitment to always make that list. Okay. These are the things I'm going to do today. I'm going to get this form of exercise today. I'm going to walk. I'm going to, I'm going to get this done at work and blah, blah. And just, um, so the commitment to kind of go on with life and what that looks like for each individual is different. But for me, it was making a list every morning of the things that I was going to, I was going to get through. And so just like that, you know, like that chipping away at it, um, you know, having good sleep habits, uh, not letting it get in the way of, of my life, um, not letting it mess with me psychologically, you know, making sure I wasn't telling myself things that were making the situation worse, like, well, this is going to be the end of you, or I, I don't know, whatever it happens to be, you know what I mean? Just, and so it's, it's kind of like you have to be on all points. You have to, at the beginning, you kind of have to monitor multiple things. Well, in my you know, where, where am I letting this like kind of slip into my life uh, in a way that's not productive, you know, and let's, you know, let's find all of those things and let's, and let's change those. Uh, it might sound like a tall order, but, uh, but uh, you know, it's, 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 it's worth it. And it's something that um, um, I don't know. That's, that was my way to, to kind of do it. I kind of had to battle it on multiple fronts, but, but the first and foremost is, uh, was, was having the good sleep habits, you know, that, 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 um, you know, that, that made a huge, a huge difference, the commitment to have good sleep habits. And then, uh, uh, and then, yeah, just, just tackling it on multiple, on multiple angles. So. Yeah. I like how you touched upon, you know, this might sound like I'm some kind of superhero, um, but it is difficult, right? It's really hard, when, especially when we're having successions of difficult nights, difficult night after difficult night after difficult night, to then, you know, have that motivation to actually do things. Um, you know, our brain is just screaming at us, let's just lie on the couch, you know, let's just rest and conserve energy today. But it doesn't usually help us feel much better. Um, especially if we're going to be spending all that time doing nothing instead of doing something that's maybe a little bit more closely aligned with our values and just is a little bit more closely aligned to the kind of life we want to live. 
Um, but it's not an easy it's not an easy process. You know, it does take commitment, and I think that is the key word that you used as well. You know, we have to commit to taking some actions. They don't have to always be huge. They can just be really small, but just some actions that help us engage in things that are important to us during the day. You know, and to commit to actions that just help set the stage for sleep. You know, for example, I'm not going to go to bed tonight until I feel a strong sense of sleepiness, or I'm going to make sure I get out of bed in the morning around the same time each day, no matter what, you know, because without that consistent out of bedtime, it's hard to enjoy a consistent kind of sleep and wakefulness cycle. Um, but yeah, I think it's important to emphasize that it is difficult and it does take commitment. So um, I think it's really helpful that you stress that um, in our discussion. Yeah, let me just make one more point about that. And that's, uh, um, it's it, it, it forced me to kind of like look at my life um, and like kind of take a step back and, and like really like think about, well, are you really, are you really doing the things in life that you really, that you really want to do? Are you really, um, why does this thing play such a big role in your life? Um, and I, and like, I really had to answer like some difficult questions about myself. So, so again, it, it, it kind of worked like as a catalyst to kind of like look at myself and like, uh, and take responsibility for not just for how I was sleeping, but for life in general. I like expanded that to be able to kind of go like, well, it's time to, well, you have your ideal version of how you sleep, right? I might have my ideal version of what that looks like. I don't know. Maybe it's seven hours a night between this and this hour. Okay, cool. Are you doing everything to support that? Okay. Yeah, you are. Okay, cool. Now, you can expand. Okay, this is what I did. I expanded on. I I go well. If I have my ideal version of that, I have I have some kind of an ideal version of life as well and how I want to live. Are you checking all those boxes as well? Are you handling all of that stuff like the sleep thing? Well, no, not. Oh, okay. So we got things to talk about, and so that's how I use that to like expand to other areas and really like kind of look in the mirror and go hmm okay let's you know let's become an adult let's let's handle some of this stuff <laughs> so that was so 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 that was me it like it like led me down a path of like uh yeah of like really looking at myself and where i was going and 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 if i was happy and if i was doing everything that it took to get to that and and uh yeah, so just wanted to yeah. throw that in because that was that was important for me as well yeah yeah, that is really powerful, you know, and I think what does it all come down to? The reason, you know, why we don't want to have insomnia is because we we see it as something that's going to stop us from living the kind of life we want to live. You know, it's going to make us feel uncomfortable. It's going to generate difficult thoughts and feelings and emotions. Um, and this is going to prevent us from living the kind of life we want to live. I think that's what it comes down to. And what we can do is start doing things that help us live the kind of life we want to live, even when that insomnia is still present. So we're not waiting for the insomnia to go away before we start doing what we really want to do. 
we just start doing that stuff that's important to us now, even when the insomnia is still here. And maybe that then puts kind of insomnia down the list of priorities that our brain thinks of as a big concern, as something that has to be fixed, that it has to put all this energy and effort into, you know, that we have to be engaged in that battle. Because if something exists, yeah, it doesn't feel good. But if at the same time we're doing all this other stuff that we have control over, that's important to us, that's meaningful to us, then all this stuff, it might still be there, but it's just way down on the pecking order now. You know, it's way less influential, has way less of a difficult effect and an influence on us. And we can just free up all of that energy onto all that stuff we can control. And that has a really direct influence on the kind of life we want to live. Right, because if it has, if it's so high on the pyramid of like well-being, if we put it at such a high place, what are we putting at a lower place that that maybe should be more up there? What are we ignoring? What is, what are we, if we're focusing on that, we're probably ignoring something else. And what are those things? And, and, and let's work on that as well. Uh, let's, so it can be, so, and yeah, in a way it can be very, uh, I don't know, it, it, it can be kind of cathartic in that, in that experience of it. It definitely was, was for me. And I still have occasional bad nights. Like I had a bad night last Wednesday or Thursday night or something like that. I got home late from work and uh, I just couldn't knock out, you know, at my normal time, blah, blah. I just couldn't get sleepy. I got into bed. I wasn't sleepy, but I got into bed because it was usually when I go to sleep, which is not ideal. Um, and I was just up and I couldn't knock out and stuff like that. And then, uh, yeah, I only slept maybe three or four hours. But I got up the next day and I went to the gym like I normally do before work. And I went to work and I did my normal day. And, yeah, I was tired and I was fatigued and stuff like that. But um, the next night I slept better and, you know, it was just only one bad night. Whereas in the past, one bad night could have snowballed into, you know, who knows what length of trauma. <laughs> so, yeah. but now it's like, uh, yeah, you just develop like a different level of confidence and uh, and commitment to it, you know, and expect again, expect that 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 type of stuff. You know, it's like one time I went snowboarding, and and that's very taxing, and I didn't sleep good after snowboarding. I said, if I can not sleep good after snowboarding, it's like I could not sleep good after no matter what occurrence. I mean, because that is, a, I mean, I'm, I mean, that's tiring. That's exhausting. You know, that's a, that's a long, tough day. I mean, skiing and snowboarding. And then, um, and then I've had other occurrences where um, I would get in bed um, and then not, not like, not worry about how I was going to sleep or anything like that and just fall asleep like a baby. So it, it's, it's really about where your mind is, is with the thing. So, uh, yeah, you just have to uh, commit to getting better and anybody can get better. I wouldn't have believed that before, but now, now I strongly believe it. Again, I think the most important part in, in for, for me, what was most key is being okay with this, unfortunate whatever you want to call it uh, uh circumstance you know um so making peace with it getting to a place where where i was at peace 
with, with the situation that I was in, accepting it for what it was, and then, and then moving forward out of that, that situation instead of staying in like a negative mindset of like, no, this shouldn't be happening or frustration or why is this? Ha- doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what led me here. Doesn't matter. It's time to move forward. And then, uh, and then figuring out what that means for each, each person. Again, I'll say it again with the sleep restriction. That was, that was really key for me that, that, that did a lot of the work. Um, and, uh, um, and I still use it as a matter of fact, I, 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 I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm very disciplined about my sleep. I don't, I don't let it go all over the place. I handle it like as if I was handling food. I'm very good about my food, what I eat, what I put in my body. I'm very good about sleep as well, too. I'm very good about, uh, oh, okay, handle it in the most mature, responsible way, uh, and it pays off. And it, it, and to me, that's worth it because uh, I feel so good during the day, and I never get tired, and uh, uh, and I just have a ton of energy. So for for me, that's that's worth it. Eddie, I really appreciate all the time you've taken out of your day to come on and talk about your experience. But there's just one last question that I'd like to ask you because I ask every single guest. Um, and it's this. If someone with chronic insomnia is listening and they feel as though they've tried everything, that they're beyond help, they just can't do anything to improve their sleep, what would you tell them? Well, I would direct them to you <laughs> because, <laughs> because for me, I needed, I needed a coach. I needed somebody on my team that I could ask questions to, that I could nag when I wasn't feeling up to myself, when I wasn't uh, somebody that I could. I just needed that handholding for me. Maybe some people don't need that, but um, that made a huge difference because then I could talk to you about the ups and downs and I could, uh, um, um, I could lean on you when, okay, when I had to. So, so, so that was, so that's like a no brainer. I would definitely, I would, yeah, that would be what I would do. All right. Well, I I appreciate that, Eddie. And I really appreciate your time coming on and sharing your story. It's going to help a lot of people. So thank you so much. Good, good. Yeah. Thank you as well. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Insomnia Coach podcast. If you're ready to move away from struggling with insomnia and toward living the life you want to live, I would love to help. You can get started right now by enrolling in my online course or you can book my phone coaching package. My online course runs for six weeks. It will help you make changes that can create better conditions for sleep. It will help you identify and get rid of any behaviors that might be making sleep more difficult. And it will help you respond to insomnia and all the difficult thoughts and feelings that come with it in a more workable way. You can work through the course in two ways. You can choose the self-coaching option and work through it by yourself with the support of an online forum that is available only to clients. Or you can choose to add one-on-one email coaching 
and work through the course with me by your side. With the one-on-one coaching option, you get unlimited email access to me for eight weeks, starting from the day you enroll. Anytime you have a question or concern, anytime you're unsure about anything, anytime you want to focus on the challenges you face or any difficulties that show up, you can email me and I will be there to coach and support you. With the phone coaching package, we start with a one hour call, voice only or video, your choice, and come up with an initial two week plan that will help you create better conditions for sleep and practice moving away from struggling with insomnia and all the difficult thoughts and feelings that come with it. You get unlimited email access to me for two weeks after the call and a half hour follow-up call at the end of the two weeks. You can book the phone coaching package at insomniacoach.com forward slash phone. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Insomnia Coach podcast. I'm Martin Reed, and as always, I'd like to leave you with this important reminder. You can sleep. <laughs>